The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Driven Chat Podcast. I'm Andy J. I am sat with the Amy Shaw Photography, currently wearing a one-piece. Oh yeah, denim one-piece, I'll, I'll have you know. Which doesn't sound like it's possible, but I'm seeing it and it's, <laughs> it's excellent. Thank you. I'm also sat with a man wearing a zoot suit. It is the one and only Mr. John Marker. I don't hear that expression enough anymore, zoot suits. But yeah, I wish I was wearing a zoot suit. I think I could pull it off. I, I reckon you could pull it off. I'd quite I like to see you in a zoot suit. Yeah. Is there any zoot, zoot, zoot suit manufacturers listening? Uh, get in contact. I'll give you my measurements and we'll make it happen. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, usually John is very hesitant to go for anything. We've heard him up for something yes. and it happens to be a zoot suit. Yeah, of all the things it. I thought Marco would be up for, it wasn't the zoot suit. <laughs> anyway, we haven't done any cars and we haven't introduced a special guest. Now, anybody that listens to this regularly will know two of my favourite people on the planet are John Marco and Amy Shaw. Oh. There is a third. <gasps> and today is going to be one of my favourite podcasts ever because he's one of, he genuinely is one of my favourite people in the world. It's Rick Parfitt Jr. How are you doing, Rick? Oh, I thought you were going to saying he couldn't be here so we've got <laughs> I'm good uh, can I just point out if we're talking about zoot suits and one pieces I'm currently sporting a Cobra Kai hoodie you are and I if anyone that. hasn't watched that of our distinct age group watch it because it is the most wonderfully awful yet amazing tv show ever <laughs> I think I think I think Cobra Kai is going to be this season's Tiger King I, I, you know what I mean? De- First lockdown was defined <laughs> by Tiger King. I think Cobra Kai ha- could fill that void because there is a season three imminent, I believe. Yeah, I think it's in January. Um, I, brilliant. I, I'm like so into it that I even know when the next series is coming out. Um, literally, it's, this, is the, this is the wonderful thing with the, given the world, you get to binge watch stuff. And um, if, if anyone's of our, I wouldn't say our age, because I'm obviously distinctly older than all of you. Well, but not, um, not me, but, uh, but you and I are both the older... Oh, Generation, oh, really? Well, like, what Amy, happened? Amy and John are very, very, very young. <laughs> and, and I'm fabulously old, and you're in the middle somewhere. But we, we, we used to be so rock and roll in the old days. Well, you Andy. did. I was always the nerd. I was uh. never cool. Well, if you're of Andy and I's age, then um, <laughs> you, some of you might remember Karate Kid, and it's basically based on that and moved on. Anyway, I don't know why, but I got really into it. I don't know how we got script. But I'm wearing a Cobra Kai hoodie, and I'm not uh, worried about that. See, this is already my favourite start to, a, to an automotive skewing podcast. We've talked zoot suits, Cobra Kai, and denim one piece. What is a zoot suit? It's it's like a it's like a seventies kind of lounge yeah. leatherwear, isn't That's it? it yeah. Sort of a leather suit. Often, well, it's not a leather not suit. Leather. No, it just but smacks it, of Anchorman. It it like, yes, <laughs> yes, it is Anchorman. Yeah. My suit smells of rich leather. It's got to be. It's got to be a strong orange or. Uh, purple, blue—you know—it's got to—it's going to make you look twice. Okay, it's the kind of thing you would you would pair with winkle pickers, but 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 probably not good for you know hot weather, presumably. I mean, I don't think we not need to that worry I about choose. That. Do you choose? You know, clothing based on <laughs> climate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm if I'm going skiing, I've never skied in my life, but I would probably buy oh, yeah, a, no, a ski I, suit. Yeah, you're you probably know. right. If I was going deep sea diving, I might buy a wetsuit. So in in that sense, yeah. So if, if I was going racing, then we go back to automotive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might buy a race suit and some thermals that are fireproof. Seamless. Seamless. Was quite seamless. Because do you? Sorry, Rick. Do you race cars? <laughs> Badly. Yes. Um, but um, I have been known to uh, turn a lap or two. <laughs> Dabble. That's a good expression. So look, I'm I'm going to list off a few of uh, of of Rick's 
ridiculous number of successes. Mm. So, Sunoco Challenge winner, British GT, GT3 champion, British GT, GT4 champion, raced against Lewis Hamilton in karting, uh, has also raced Caterhams, Ginettas, uh, electric vehicles just in car parks, and a, a, a bunch of other things. I mean, you, you've basically been in around. He is one of the Bentley boys, and, uh, I mean, he's just... A ridiculous peddler. A ridiculous peddler. Oh, that's very sweet, but um, average at best, I would say. Thank Ch- you. Cham- <laughs> champions are never average. How many championships have you won? A, a, a few. Um, right. A couple. Uh, but um, uh, I guess it's, it's quite nice to be, as yet, still the only person to have won Brit- both British GT4 and GT3 titles. So that's quite good. That's you know, that cool. stood for a very few good. years. Yeah, but um, I'm sure someone will come along and, and take that crown off me. But, you know, literally I found I found racing so late in life. You know, I mean, like with most people, it's a very expensive sport. So it's so difficult to get on the grid. And um, uh, basically uh, my two worlds collided when I was at China White's having a, a slightly uh, uh, crazy evening for my birthday. And uh, a certain Mr... Uh, um, uh, Mr. Tomlinson, who owns uh, uh, Ginetta Cars, was there with me. And um, over a, a couple of orange squashes, <laughs> he said, uh, you've won lots in go-karts, Rick. Why don't you get in a race car? And I was like, dude, you know, I've, I've got no money. He goes, happy birthday. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, <laughs> and so um, he said, right, you need to get into a GT5, uh, which is now called the G40 Cup, I think. Or, yeah, and um, so... Um, uh, that was my initial sort of uh, run out. And I think everyone just laughed at me and uh, rightly so, to be fair, because I'd stopped karting about 10 years earlier. <laughs> and so hadn't done anything competitive. Actually, no, tell a lie. I'd done... Silverstone uh, Classic. Yes, that was <laughs> it. Don't forget that. No, that, yeah. Which okay. you also haven't... Where did you come on that uh, one, Rick? I, I, I might, might have won that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but yeah, I mean, come on. I was up against Heston and uh, Brendan Cole and various other celebrities <laughs> Serious, who serious are peddlers. all very, very um, well known, but I, I can't remember currently. Um, but um, Heston, Heston Blumenthal. How do you say his surname? Is it Blumenthal or Blumenthal? I think, but I think a lot of people say Tal. But there was um, Neil uh, Primrose was there, and he can actually really pedal. So um, he's you know raced Lola's and stuff. The drummer of Travis, and oh, um, okay. also an immensely cool chap. Uh, I'll just put it out there. Very, very cool. And um, so I think we went off and traded traded a little bit of paint i mean what's going to happen when fiat uk turn up with like you know 12 <laughs> a bath and just give them to completely unqualified people on a circuit with and they've got half a roll cage in so we're all feeling pretty confident that not a lot can happen and uh naturally i think you know carnage ensued but luckily um neil and i were out front and um i did a little bit of a cheeky dive into what was then abby and uh yeah, that was it after that. I had to go racing, yeah. Well, do you know what I love about this is because the Silverstone Classic Celebrity Race, which is the one that, that Rick won, has quite Can a Can I just lot- point that out, that they must have been running really short of celebrities <laughs> because uh, or trouble booking because I have no idea why I was asked, but that well, was but very sweet of them. Because you're a rock star. You know, <sighs> it's as simple as that. And, you know, anyway, Celebrity Race. Rick won it his year, went on to become... British GT multiple champion and so on. Other celebrities that have got the bug as a result of the Silverstone Classic include Kelvin Fletcher, 
who was also a British GT champion. Shane Lynch, who we've spoken to, he got into it off the back of the Silverstone Classic. And there, I think it was Paul Hollywood got excited and got got into racing. And Anstead got into racing off the back of the Silverstone Classic. All of this is because someone cool at the marketing department at Silverstone Classic went, these are interesting people that might like to have a good fun. Amy Williams, the Olympic athlete. She's got into racing off the back of it. People have got the bug. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. They have a go. And this is this is echoes what Amy discovered just the other day. When Last weekend. Yeah. Just, just it's gone. Exactly. When, when you were in your car, mm-hmm. charging it around Silverstone as well. Once you get in a competitive race, I'm not speaking as a man who has experience, I'm speaking as a man who's spoken to people that have done it, you get hooked. Mm-hmm. Especially if you happen to be not rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so as, as Annie just, just mentioned, my first race was last weekend. So yeah, I, let's explore this. Well, no, no, when I, Tell me you, what it was well, about. You said you, you got into racing late. And so how, like, how old were you when you did your first he was, race? He was 58. <laughs> yes, I, I, I certainly feel that currently, <laughs> um, given the world. Um, but, um, oh God, how old? I must have been... Um, because I imagine myself now in like five years times champion, so I'm just well, trying to kind of sort that time. I would out. say I was probably about 15 years older than you are currently. So <laughs> when I first got into a race car, so it was about 10 years ago. <laughs> Does that work so, as a compliment? No, I'm not sure. Sure. That's no, a, no, hang on, I've got it wrong, haven't I? That's a brilliant compliment. And what I love is that you have assumed that Amy is 16 years old. <laughs> there you go. That's all right. Cool. <laughs> just about all right then. <laughs> It's atrocious. In fact, hang on, where my, is my, this math, going? No, my math is completely wrong. You've assumed Amy is 13 years old. Well, uh, the, yeah. So Janetta Juniors then. Well, no, it was pretty late. I must have been um, around sort of my mid, mid, mid-30s, I would say. Okay. Um, mid to late-30s-ish. Uh, and... Um, uh, you were about 34, come on. You, was, you yeah, were probably 34. about 34. Yeah, well, it was not late 10, 10 years ago. Yeah, t- 34, been 10 so years you were ago. just yeah. over okay. five yeah. years ab- ahead of where Amy is now. Okay, yeah. cool. Amy's 29. So, yeah, 29. So I've got a bit of a head start. This this could work. No, this is perfect. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, the idea of doing, like, the Silson Classic would be a dream, dream race. So when, like, yeah, when you got asked to, to, to do that and approach to do that, like, what kind of went through your head thinking, yeah, this looks like fun, I'll give it a go? Or was it more like, oh, my word, this would be amazing, dream race well i if anyone hasn't actually been to the silverstone classic i would highly recommend it because whilst it's great to go to modern era race 
race weekends and stuff. There's something about the classic which is just so incredibly special because all the cars seem just unfiltered. There are no electrical aids, so they're spinning. The tire smoke is is real. You know the uh, you can hear all the Weber carbs chugging away. The noise through some of the the classic Le Mans races, and it's just unbelievable and it just feels like proper hairy chested proper you know <laughs> racing and it's just it, there's something so visceral and amazing i'd i just highlight to any car fans to go you have all the car clubs i, I know i'm i'm sound like i'm doing an ad but it is such an amazing weekend so when i was asked i mean i was a fan of the event anyway to ask to do that i, I you know there was no doubt but i'd never sat in a in an actual race car not I would say that these were out and out race cars, but it was it was an immense honour. But naturally, like with anything else, as Andy knows and John knows as well, is that the old competitive spirit was there straight from the off, and there was no <laughs> effing way that I was going to be finishing any lower than the top. Was step, there any so. form of qualify before the actual race, or was it just get in a car, see where you end up on the grid, and fight? No, yes, that's it. That's the ludicrous <laughs> concept of it. Is that we had absolutely zero I think we had one practice and there were shunts <laughs> left right centre and the following year this was even funnier was they um, they they teamed up with Morgan and they'd actually given uh, they, oh, they invited me back um, and um, and so we had a whole bunch of lovely people again with Morgans but these Morgans were owned by <gasps> real people oh. so they weren't oh, owned, no. owned and so the owners were persuaded to give us um, their cars oh, to race oh my word wow yeah us lot are they absolutely nuts <laughs> and so we had this practice on the stow circuit brendan promptly chucked it off at the end of the straight totaled it right wow. you know and came in with like a knee and it was all really up in the air whether he'd even be able to do strictly as well it was real but you know and i remember it being trailered away and the owner was literally crying and then in the race um oh god there was a footballer ah oh, can you remember who it is, Andy? I mean, I can but, say some names, but they'll all be wrong. Uh, well, give me, give me was, a, oh, um, give me a genre. I, well, I'm sure if you YouTube it, um, there's uh, Morgan rolls three times in the celebrity I'll do, race. I'll Google it right now. And yes. it was the most. I I mean, they've just let us loose in people's cars, and it was just. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, I'm visualizing oh, absolute man. carnage. It, right w- now. it was, and this crash was absolutely. <laughs> Horrific. See, he went so over unfair, three times, yeah. and uh, his helmet was completely mashed up. Was it Luther well. Blissett? Yes. Oh, Luther Blissett. That's what, it. Watford's finest. <laughs> but he's also someone else. He's been racing in, Al- in the Alpha Championships, and so ever Is since then, right? yeah, he's had the bug as well. So I yeah. want to start a rumor that's false. That, that that's how Rowan Atkinson got into it, you know, because uh, simply because on the on the very few occasions that I've I've managed to say hello to Rowan Atkinson. He has been racing at the Silverstone Classic, but mm. not... This is the weird thing. There's a celebrity race, right? You'd think he'd qualify. He's there racing his own motors. Oh, in, he does it properly, in the, yeah. In the, yeah. In the grown-up stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like... But that's that's like a proper... He's a proper car nut, isn't he? Yeah, you know? yeah. it is. I mean, he's, he's quite good at crashing as well, wasn't he? You know? <laughs> yeah. um, a couple. Oh, God, I'm so going to get in trouble with this. Um, but no, but he wasn't it his yeah. McLaren F1? Mr. Bean's yeah. not he had on the first, He had the first McLaren Rick. F1, didn't he? Uh, Rick. Yeah, purple. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> He's not, not happy with Impressions you. are not my forte. <laughs> Don't drive, Teddy. <laughs> so I, I'm going to share something now with the listener that 
that, that may not be aware of this, but there, there are some people that listen to uh, that listen to the show for for John Mark Marker, and therefore they have been following John Marker's career for some time. I think a lot of our listeners yeah. are here for John, and and that's great. So if if you have been a, a Marker fan for a while, Marker through the years, then you will have also listened many moons ago to the Motor Show on Talk Radio, which was a show yeah. that, that that we did for a couple of years, and it was a lot of fun. And if you remember the early days of the Motor Show, what I like to call the Halcyon days, back when it was good. <laughs> It was, it was when, it was when we had myself, John, and Rick. Yeah, absolutely zero synergy. Rick had a stint <laughs> which was fantastic. We had a really good vibe going on. We it had loads amazing. of fun. We were doing mad things like going to Montenegro. We where went I was to Montenegro oh, to do yeah. a live radio show. How bonkers radio was that? From the side of a mountain With in Montenegro. With, With example. example. <laughs> And Gordon Smart yeah, and a bunch of other kind of cool, interesting people. We charged an F-base up a hill where I nearly gave the pair of you heart attacks. 45 minutes of work and three days of spa action, I seem to remember yeah. as well. I remember the two of us waking yeah. up with a slightly sore head and going, what are you doing today? Are you going to take the car for a drive? And I was like... Get a You're massage, all right. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the two of us getting, getting really golf buggy around to the spa at the hotel. We were there to drive this beautiful brand new F base, and there's us getting bloody massages. <laughs> in- <laughs> Had to be loosened up to uh, really, really enjoy the. But in our aerodynamics, defense, <laughs> in our defence, driving in Montenegro, God, there's an experience. We, I think we were briefed, oh, weren't great. we? We were given a car. That we, we all went out together in the car. And I think whoever it was, lovely gentleman from the press office said, just a couple of things to be aware of. There's a lot of Mark II Golfs here and they're all driven really exuberantly. And I was like, what on earth does that mean? And it's not until you get out on the road. Literally every other car is a Mark II Golf. If you're wondering where all the Mark II Golfs have gone, they've all gone to Montenegro, and they're all being driven by maniacs because we were getting overtaken into blind corners by two or three abreast Mark II Golfs going around the outside of our F-Pace. Um, and I think after we did our drive, we were like, well, that, that's fine. We, we don't need to drive a car anymore. We'll just go and drink. I, I, I seem to remember you, you driving rather spiritedly. Well, like, you know, you had well. to keep up with the Mark yeah. II Golfs. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, important. Yeah. yeah. Keeping up, overtaking, <laughs> it's all acceptable. Did you die? Especially in one of did you, you know, die, Rick? In, in, a, in a Jaguar press car, <laughs> a little piece of me did die. <laughs> my, my, my fear factor died after that. I, I, you know, it didn't matter what race car I was in, I wouldn't <laughs> be scared after compare. that. <laughs> yeah. But that was a good weekend. They were great, it was great times. Fun. And the thing is, after that weekend, you know, we got known. We, we did a live radio show from Montenegro. This was unheard of, particularly on the network. It was a really fun, exciting thing to do. And then the offers started coming flooding in, and, and it looked like we were going to have some really good fun. Trouble was, Rick decided, A, to be a very successful musician and therefore not have the availability, <laughs> and B, to move to Nottingham, to, to obviously a, a mansion. Centre of the uk universe, I'll have you know. <laughs> uk universe, love it. And so the dream band got disbanded, which was oh. a real shame because I thought what we were a reunion, a guys. Hey, it's so yeah. nice to see yeah. you and meet Amy, obviously. <laughs> you, you've been far upgraded from me, let's be honest, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, Come all you're going to do is throw on a denim onesie well. and you'll be, I'll be gone. <sighs> Damn, I, mean, I, I would quite like to see you in a denim onesie, Rick. I imagine you've probably got something like that at home. Uh, my family has a rather close relationship with denim, as most people know, really, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, my father was in a band that sported, that once did a tour that was actually sponsored by Levi's, and they, they actually got paid 
in <laughs> they got a roll of denim no which, way no seriously really? and dad was like oh, what, what <laughs> am i supposed this? to do with this you know, well, i hope there was some some financial like yeah no there was i'm sure right. there was, just a I, roll of denim i love i love Although, that given some of his financials as most people <laughs> right, know that that might have been a roll of denim that would have been another one of his better deals probably <laughs> that's, you see that's my favorite thing because uh, i've done i've done voiceovers for some brands historically and and people assume like because you've lent your voice to a brand yeah. that obviously you get loads of the product. They, no one realises it is a job yeah. and therefore you get a salary. You don't get the thing that you're talking about. Mm. I'd love it if I did, but you don't. I mean, I haven't done any of these big brand ones for a while now, but, you know, things like L'Oreal, mm. for example, which I did, that I genuinely had, you know, because I was a single man when I did L'Oreal, and, and I genuinely had girls asking me, if they could have, just assuming my house must be full of assorted L'Oreal product that I obviously as a bloke would not have any use for. And they were genuinely like, oh, is there any chance I could have that foundation? Or whatever it might be. And I, I don't as even know. As if you sit in the office with all the products around literally, you. Literally, yeah. literally. Because I've obviously done it, so therefore I've got everything L'Oreal ever do. To be fair though, uh, folks, if you, if you can't see what's going on currently now, to this day, Andy has very luscious golden locks. He does that, have that. That, that, that basically skin as well. yeah. <laughs> fall <laughs> lusciously around his head. <laughs> I like to think this is a direct result of the L'Oreal campaign. <laughs> I think it's, a, it's the connection. Yeah, no, but but that's my point. Is that is that the fact that your dad and the band were paid in denim? It's is, brilliant. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I think well, more of know. that happens than we know. I'm sure, I kind of think who it was, tell me the story. They were invo- involved in sponsorship of the F1 back in the 1990s. And Ray-Ban sunglasses were a title sponsor one year, I think for Honda or for Jordan. I can't remember. But it was a, the car was famous because it has Ray-Ban plastered all, all over the side. And people just assumed that this was a multi-million pound sponsorship deal that Ray-Ban had given to the team. But supposedly, so the story goes, and I can't remember who, who it was that told me the story, but it was a voice of authority. And supposedly uh, the race team had got to their final week in trying to generate sponsorship and had failed at it, but found a private financer that basically covered everything. So they just needed a big brand. So somebody knew somebody at some that knew somebody else's dog walkers, cousins, neighbor that worked at Ray-Ban and said, Oh, we'll, we'll do it. Um, what do you, what do you want for the deal? And they went, I don't know, uh, give us some glasses. So supposedly every member of the team, both office-based and mechanic drivers, all got three or four pairs of Ray-Bans. And for that, no financial side of it at all, but for that deal, they got Ray-Ban as the title sponsor on the side of an F1 car. I reckon that's a pretty good deal for all. (laughs) (laughs) But could you imagine signing the deal? Yeah, we're going to pay you in um, uh, 135 pairs of Ray-Bans, if that's all right. That's amazing, isn't it? Can you imagine, but in the old days as well, I, I, you know, I was reading Eddie Jordan's book a little while back and the deals, how they were done for F1, definitely yeah. changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. He was saying that the way the deals came about were literally like having a chat in a bar and shaking yeah. hands on it. And that it. was it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, well, can I, look, you might tell me to back off, and in, in which case, absolutely fine. But I'm going to open a door here because we're on to sponsorship now and you've had an unusual sponsor which has an unusual story. Now you can give me a shake of your head if you want me to stop. It's not Red Bull. Oh yeah, I'm not going to talk about okay, that. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Just because they, they're such a curious... I'm obviously going to close the door now but I, it's a really weird situation with that drink, it's isn't it? really, really weird. 
Yeah. And we'll just leave it there. Yeah, no, okay. No. We will leave it there. What? I know, I like John and I now thinking, what is this? No, I, I, was, I wasn't going to talk to him about it. And then I just, and then I remembered, oh yeah, well, that's just really Oh, weird. it's just Sorry. one of those things. And they got promised and didn't deliver. And that's ah, very strange. But it, and that's but why it wasn't, we were that's, you know, there's no, we lots of sponsorships right. like that have we gone that way it. before. It wasn't just for you, know. it was for a whole whole bunch of people. It was mm. very, it was a very strange circumstance. Anyway, right. I want to get back to racing. You decided, okay, you want to, you won the championship again. Then you reunited with Seb. Got back in a Bentley. Which That's is Seb Morris. So Seb, Seb Morris. Seb, yeah. Celebrity TV's uh, celebrity go dating Seb Morris, yes. <laughs> He's going to love you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you got back in the car and you had some lovely times. You had some unfortunate incidents. It wasn't. It didn't quite go. What, last year? Last, last year. year. Yeah, last yeah. Year. It didn't, didn't yeah. quite go as planned. But nonetheless, you were there or thereabouts in plenty of the action. You, know, you were in the mix a lot. Yeah. And then you decided, actually, I'm going to have I'm going to have a bit of downtime because you had retired from racing and you got lured back in. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we, I was brought back in because, um, uh, you know, luckily the, the the speed is still there, which is great and good to know. And um, uh, a team who were closely affiliated with Bentley wanted to bring, uh, you know, people used to affectionately call us, which was very sweet, the dream team, because Seb and I are quite fun both on and off the circuit. And we, we, we get on very well and it's quite a, an amusing sort of uh, banter it's that a great goes on. So we, we connected quite well with people and it is great fun. You know, we're, we're great mates. Um, and um, and so there was a really good um, vibe within the team. And obviously we'd built and built and built and and uh, given Bentley their first ever domestic title, which is an amazing achievement. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, but um, so they wanted to go back with a new car and there was a new customer team, um, uh, JRM, and they approached me and, um, and made a, 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 an amazing offer to, to come back and reunite the dream, the dream team. And so um, I was like, OK, we'll do it again, um, because I, I felt like I'd proved everything I needed to within the, the British part of GT racing. And we came back and sadly for one thing or another we, we we just didn't get enough time in the car we didn't have enough time to develop it we 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 had very few test sessions um and um and test days we were virtually non-existent so we were we were a little bit on the back for all year plus you hear people talking about the balance of performance in in this and that's becoming a more and more issue and i wouldn't want anyone to have that job because you've got to try and balance a lamborghini which is naturally mm. aspirated versus a mclaren mm. and then uh, a turbo a twin turbocharged bentley i mean how do you how do you get them to be right on each circuit with different characteristics and different how the cars i mean it's really difficult and for the most part they do a great job but definitely last year we were we were hampered you know and um it was just it was really difficult with a car that we we found quite difficult to get into the window and that's just purely because we didn't have enough time and i i had very little seat time so it was a tough year and um, the team still did a great job and weirdly enough we won the first round which was great yeah you know, it's always the one you want to turn up and win which was which was perfect and um it kind of all went downhill from there really <laughs> um silverstone was probably one of despite having had that amazing victory where we uh, in 2017 where we'd um trounced everyone by doing this amazing strategy by running light and pitting early and everyone didn't know what we were doing and so by the time we'd really maximized our advantage and i think we 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 won by a record amount in gc it's over a minute it was incredible um uh you know so no one was gonna fall for that again and um but um we fought so hard in that race with with a car that definitely wasn't as competitive as possible to come back to third 
And then um, because it was torrential rain, you know, that that uh, I don't know if anyone can remember last year in 2019. And um, so the night before they'd rolled it on. But because, you know, you roll, you have to take it all the way down the pit lane and then put it on the scales, which are all outdoors and stuff like that. And because water, rainwater and everything had got into the car, we'd taken the measurement and uh, but we hadn't accounted for it. Then the following day, the team hadn't. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up being, after all the deg, we, we were like just a couple of kilos under, oh. which is, uh, and so we ended up getting disqualified, which was, I don't think I've ever felt so gutted in my life because we fought so, so, so hard. We were absolutely at an end at the end of that race. Mm. And to get a podium, it felt like actually we'd done better than when we won, you know, and, um, and so for that to be snatched away, and we would have been in the title fight from there. And I think that was after that, it was, you know, it just became tougher and tougher. So it was a tough year, but the car's coming on and on, as you can see now. And I think there's a new tyre, which which suits it a little bit better. And, um, but, uh, you know, uh, hey, listen, to, to have driven, you know, uh, affiliated to Bentley is something that um, is an absolute dream. And if you thought back to those days of having a couple of orange juices in, um, mm-hmm. in China Whites, <laughs> where it would actually uh, have got me to now you I would never have thought that and so um whilst you get into the race drive ahead of excuses or this or that or bop or whatever you know um the one thing I'll always take away is that I feel immensely privileged and so hugely hugely lucky that people have seen and uh seen a little bit of uh, uh something good and have invested in me from sponsors to actually get me onto the grid and I hope I've sort of repaid them in time and so we'll see what happens but uh We've all had a bit of an enforced year off this yeah, year, haven't yeah. we, really? And um, next year is looking, uh, I'm currently uh, trying to embark on a bit of a, a new interesting journey as well for next year. Okay. Wait, there's the open door slide. <laughs> <laughs> Clunk. Back, you said yeah, it clang. and then backed away from yeah. the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so so are we we're seeing you in a race car? Uh, hopefully, yeah. I mean, that, that's the plan. Um, it looks like with the world as it is at the moment, um, Music doesn't seem to be coming back anytime soon, so um, which is a, a, a real shame, and we shouldn't turn this into that sort of a chat. But it's been for the arts, as as most people know, it's been very, very tough, and um, some of the most talented musicians in the world are all struggling, and and not just not just musicians, but everyone in, involved in all performing arts, from actors through to you know, uh, and also all the. T- technicians and everyone who's involved in it from the sound guys through to the riggers through to the the tour bus drivers through the tour bus company everyone this is a massive industry and we are we have all been just brought to an absolute halt at the moment so um that's really sad but luckily obviously i've got the motorsport sideline so i'm going to push on with that from my perspective and um you know and hopefully we'll try and raise a little bit of awareness to the uh, the plight of uh some of the creatives and hopefully we can we can bring it all back in some form you know next year let's yeah. hope it comes back because who none of us can live without you know music and, no, and right. concerts it just makes people happy and i think you know that's kind of what the world needs right now but anyway back onto racing um <laughs> yeah well, there, there've already been a, a lot of uh, offers to go back into gts as well which is very sweet and um, some very interesting ones but um uh I, I'm. I think I've made no no bones about it. I've wanted to tick a new box, and so I've wanted to go into BTCC for a long time. Ever since all of us have, all of us have uh, watched it since we were kids. You know. Yeah. I mean, this is the ultimate door bashing, you know, 
uh, fun. And um, so uh, that's the aim currently is to be back in uh, in a race car, but hopefully in BTCC. But that's you know, cool. we've done some some yeah. conversations have been had, and we'll see what happens. Dude, that's I know, amazing. crazy, right? And that's we amazing. We genuinely didn't know this no, before no, you came no, in. Really. So this is. Okay. Uh, that's huge. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Could, well, if it happens, it's like anything. The world is um, a tough place. And so I'm just yeah. currently talking to sponsors and everyone's been affected. I think actually to be a race driver at the moment is possibly it's the toughest time mm. ever because sponsorships have all been cut back from all major yeah. companies, um, which means that also events um, from track days to everything else is uh, are becoming, you know, less and less. And mm. so the whole industry, I think, has shrunk. And so it's mo- it's very difficult for teams. They spend a fortune. Something like um, <clears throat> BTCC is very expensive, you yes. know. Yeah. And um, especially for insurance. Yeah. Well, uh, d- d- everything to be honest, and um, and just the amount of sheer time and manpower it takes to put a team out to put cars out on the circuit is is very expensive and so um obviously all drivers have to try and find the budget to do that and so i'm currently on the hunt so if anyone's listening <laughs> and fancy getting on board I'll you know my i think friends we could... at ray-ban and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i, I can promise them i'll finish a strong 14th <laughs> and i'll get you those wayfarers you've always wanted but you know this is a funny thing i've been thinking about this because it it, it will be like starting again because mm. Going from something like a big GT car with aerodynamics, massive amount of grip, loads of horsepower, yeah. traction control, ABS, you know, paddle shift. Yeah. There is none of that in touring cars. It's a much smaller engine, so much less power, potentially front wheel drive, you know, no aero, uh, shifting again, sprint race format, circuits I haven't been to. I mean, it's like mind boggling mm. You know, and the people difference. that have absolutely no qualms about bashing you, no, because, because that's what happens. Yeah, it's yeah. Really close races. Yeah, yeah. But it is yeah. the most. It still is one of the most exciting forms of motorsport to watch. I think oh, it, it's because amazing. of that, it's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. So a good, a bit of a name drop, but uh, a fairly good friend of mine, Jake, is doing rather well in touring car at the moment. Jake Hill. Yeah, yeah. He's um, great. So and, and it's fascinating hearing him because Jake and I every year we do a an ice driving trip together. Beginning of the year, we go and skid around on a frozen lake. And I remember at the beginning of this year, so the beginning of 2020, we were talking about his season ahead and he'd landed his his new drive and he'd had a fairly, had a, a few successful races 2019. So 2020, everything was looking big and exciting. And even then, I remember at the beginning of the year, this is January, February, as COVID was becoming a thing and everyone started to go, oh, is this going to, is this going to scupper things a bit? You know, is this going to make things weird? And I remember him then saying, yeah, it could be really difficult. And for a while, the, the races were paused and nothing happened. And we exchanged a few messages over that time. And he, even then he was saying, I don't really, I don't really know what's going to happen because he suddenly had this new drive in a new car and it was all looking very exciting. Fortunately, things have picked up and he's been able to get behind the wheel and win some races, which is great. But I think everyone, as you say, is having that same conversation now because I think we all kind of thought, Perhaps we're all trying to, you know, focus a bit too positively, but we all kind of thought maybe this will all be over by the end of the year. Like maybe by Christmas, everything will be back to normal. Now we're looking at the world going, oh, is this just, we're not even halfway through. So it's a really, it is a really, really fascinating time. And even for established teams and established drivers, they're in exactly the same position as yourself in thinking, what is what is it going to be like? You know, how are we going to do it? But every, everyone's using that phrase, the new normal, which yeah. I find so infuriating. It should be called the ever-evolving normal, or yeah. just yeah, it's there isn't. You're right, there isn't a new 
anything. There's no consistency to it. We are all having to make it up as we go along. Yeah. So, Amy, BTCC 21? I'll be there. Let's do it. I, 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 you know, let's be honest. I mean, that's that's the way forward. That's where you should aim, I, I think. I've been, I've, let's, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll aim there. I'll aim there and we'll see how it goes on the way. <laughs> but it's, it's nice, actually, all joking aside, it has been nice to see a lot more girls making their way through, yeah, uh, yeah. or women, I should yeah. say, sorry, you know, making their way through in, in the motorsport world. Well, even well, in which BCCC, right. you had Jay yeah. was the other day, Abby Eaton yeah, was doing great. it. And Jess, yeah. Jess did a fantastic job Jess as well. Jess Hawkins is a yeah. hell of a driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I said, I, you know, I'm surprised we haven't heard and seen more from her, actually, because mm. she is a real talent. She's brilliant. She does all the stunts yep. for the Bond movies as well. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm teaching you things you already know, but I, I'm a huge fan. Mm. I think she's awesome. So, you see, come on. Okay, all right, we'll see where we can go with that. Great. That'd be fun. Excellent. I yeah. love it. Maybe, hey, I mean, just throwing it out there, maybe we can get sponsored by Denim. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. I look forward, I look forward to the day that I phone up Amy and go, Amy, um, a truck's just arrived at the office with an industrial roll of Denim. Yeah, it says just, it's for you. Yeah, they're going to wrap the car. Yeah. <laughs> Is it particularly flame retardant? <laughs> Please, yes. It's a white clean vehicle. Uh, now, right. I want to talk to you about because it's a it's an automotive podcast. We spent a lot of time talking about racing, but I, you know we do like to chat cars as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Rick, you turned up in something that I'm a little bit envious of here at Cafe de Machine Ooh. today. Are you are you cool to tell us what it was? What my car? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Because you've owned some awesome cars in uh, your time. Uh, yeah, yes, and no. I've made some big mistakes as well. <laughs> you know, welcome, I, welcome I, to roommate hey, at Cafe know, de Machine. What was your first car, John Mark? <laughs> my first car was a Mark One Mini, nineteen eighty nine Mini Cooper. Thank you. How cool is that? Yeah, what was cool. your first car, Amy? Mine's also a nineteen eighty five Mini Mayfair. Uh, yeah, Mini Mayfair. Yeah. Uh, really cool, Andy. What yeah, was well, your first I, car? I also am a Mini Man because, of, but oh. mostly thanks to my mum. <laughs> That's well, amazing. There is a Carrado in so, there as well. So, what was yours? Well, <laughs> uh, th- th- leadingly, <laughs> um, mine was an Austin Maestro. No, an Austin Metro, but Ooh. full-on granny spec, Van der Plaar. It oh, had, um, nice. It had nice. electric windows and uh, and lovely, slightly peely-offy uh, walnut veneer inside. <laughs> and uh, and I, lo- I loved him. Uh, oh. And I called it Mostin. Brilliant. Mostin. So, Brilliant. That, was, that was my first mistake, <laughs> Brilliant. as cars go. <laughs> Um, no, but you, uh, there are a lot of win. mistakes along the you way as well. Some amazing cars. Over the, over Some the of years. your vehicles have been brilliant, and the one that fun stuff. The one that's sitting outside, not because of what it is, but because of the the nature of the design. I just think is mega. I don't know what it I is. Agree. No, I don't know I what agree. it is either. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting I, for the for the penny to drop out I, here. I've got an i8. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. And, oh, um, you have got an i8, yeah. haven't you? I've just got an i8. I'll be honest. I think now they're possibly one of the best used car you can get because um first of all the design is straight out of superhero Mm -hmm. you know and and uh, when they came out you kind of looked at them you think that is is that real is that a thing on the road yeah yeah, yeah. and you wouldn't think it would look like that would you exactly and and just every time you get in it it's hey look listen i'm a kid of the 80s i just wanted to be david hasselhoff (laughs) or anyone with a white lamborghini right and all i wanted was scissor doors and i finally (laughs) got scissor doors and let me tell you in a car park, they are atrocious. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, the uh, the novelty does not wear off. You turn up and go, <laughs> look at that, and uh, and it's just great fun. And kids stare and want to have a look, and it's brilliant. And um, but as a car as well, first of all, it's a BMW, so it's just brilliant at everything it does. Mm. And the whole concept, when you think, when were they sort of thought about? It was it like two thousand and 
like nine they, when it was. I think it was were, yeah, around 2010, 11. I think when they first started making an appearance. I'm trying to think. I saw one for the first time at one of the Festival of Speeds, and it was it was a long time ago. I'm thinking. Yeah, it must be. So when you think that is when the technology was thought about, Mm. and now, I mean, so the front wheels are electric, the rear wheel is powered by a a mini-ish engine, I think. Yeah, three-cylinder things, right? Yeah, and but but it's just so clever, and Mm. it's it's uh, yeah, it's not an out and out sports car, you know, it's kind of in between. It's sort of I'd say a GT car and a and a and a fairly rapid sort of sports car. But is it fun? it just does everything really well. Yeah. And it's just so great on long journeys today. You can actually play a game and make the range go up, <laughs> which is very <laughs> unusual. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Because you can drive it softly and then it, it'll, it'll just recharge the battery and then give you an extra five miles I, again. And so yeah. I also it, know the game of when you, yeah, you're like, oh, I, I reckon I can make that go. What was the, what's the, the Honda, which is the hybrid, but the, the, it's quite, you know, like five, seven years old now. In sight? The, the oh, anyway, it, what, whatever it was, basically you, you drive oh, it Yes, that's it. yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, I have one of those. And yeah, you have this game where you're like, because this thing, the the, the I don't know what it's like in the i8, but with the with the the hybrid side of of that, it was only you could only use it when you had a button on the steering wheel. It's just, it was a just boost, wasn't just it? Just a boost. Like yeah. you overtook people, and then you just like, all right, now I've got to like, build it back up again. You had yeah. a boost button. Had a boost yeah. button. Oh yeah. lord, I mean, that's but so it was cool. one of those tax swindle things because it was like <laughs> we'll call it a hybrid because you got this yeah. electric boost, but you can't actually drive anywhere on the electric engine. But no. because it's got an electric bit to it. You don't pay tax. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, great idea. well, this is also being obviously a hard up musician, and um, <laughs> given the current fiscal situation of all musicians, I'm actually really pleased I've got it because genuinely, yeah. as well, apart from looking like a, a sort of a supercar, um, pardon me, um, it's um, it's uh, it's so cheap to run. Mm. Uh, you know, it's I think it's it's like thirty five pounds to fill up. Really? You know. And you have no congestion charge, no tax. Um, it's really cheap to run, which is crazy. It's probably the cheapest car I've ever owned. How many run. miles are you getting to three hundred to, to thirty quid? Well, fuel? if you drive like carefully, I think you get about four, four fifty. Really? Seriously? Yeah, Jeez. yeah. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's it really is. Obviously, like if, you, if you flip it across, it's quite cool. And inside at night, it makes you feel like you're in Tron the movie, <laughs> you know, because oh. it's all got the <laughs> blue strips and stuff. It's really cool. No, that is cool. But you flip it across, and it all lights up red and then it pipes in and, and I know apparently uh, the sound is a bit synthetic but can who I tell cares you? Uh, it sounds wicked so I've got and a fact about the i8 go on the sound that you hear believe it or not and there will be somebody that will write in a comment or a review or on Instagram if I've got this wrong but I'm fairly sure I've got this right there are eight external speakers that right. make your car sound the way your car that's sounds that's so cool and that's I've heard cool. reports I mean, there you go there's another thing why I've heard reports that because they're getting the early ones are now getting to a point where things are starting to break. Nothing too detrimental. Don't panic. What? But what? some of the speakers <laughs> have been malfunctioning. So right. as you've been acceler- as people have been accelerating their i8, the speakers distorts as speakers do that get used and used and used. As yeah. you'll know. Um, so i8s have been driving up the road making like crackly farty sounds. <laughs> so what, <laughs> what you're saying is, from a musician's point of view, <laughs> I could get the speakers upgraded, you and could. then it would yeah. sound epic. You genuinely could, yeah. See, there's uh, there's always a positive, eh? Yeah, it totally is. But they're genuinely, all jokes aside, as a car, I think it's, um, and for what I paid as well, um, I, I just think that it cannot be beaten. It's such a cool thing. And, like, uh, I'm if we're getting geeky, okay, you yes, know, please. the view from when you, uh, you know how everyone always takes pictures in their car magazines of, like, being in a Ferrari and the, um, the sort of... Uh, side mirror view backwards yeah, you know yeah, and you yeah. get the haunches yeah. and stuff yeah. like that well you know those are all on supercars and th- this is not a supercar price anymore it's like a you know a, a new ford 
basically mm. price, yeah. you know, and um, you still get that view back with the curves and the air intake and mm -hmm. the sort of yeah, the, the, cool. the rear window. And it's just mega. There's one problem I've encountered, and this literally happened two nights ago. I was heading back from a, a, a six-a-side football game where I'd managed to rip my uh, hamstring in about five minutes because oh. I'm, I'm now 46 and evidently <laughs> can't beat a 19-year-old to a ball anymore. Um, and, uh, but I was driving past and there were these kids and they're all going... They were pointing and as I was driving up to them and they were going, they're putting their foot down to go... Rev it. Rev it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. You should have just, you should have just went like, down the window going, vroom. Yeah. 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 I mean, what do you do? I was like, um... Uh. Get those speakers that you were talking about, you need to have like... You to tune them up with a button. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, mm. yeah. So that's the only thing. You can't, you can't knock it into neutral and, and give, give it a little bit of a, 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 of a rev. But um, I mean, but apart from that, pay. yeah. But no, it's, it's really great. And, you know, when the range, yeah, it isn't... It was obviously one of the first ones, so you don't get a, a massive amount of battery range. You know, I'd probably get max about 10 miles or 12 miles. But if that is still a game changer, if you're using it every day and just doing little mm -hmm. errands yeah. around, it's still, you're still, you know, not using any petrol. So I, I would, and it's, it's actually very funny because today I also got a call from someone quite prominent in a very well-known rock band um, uh, that rhymes with the Arkness, um, <laughs> uh, who was, who sent me a message going, I think it was an amazing message. He went, um, I think I covet your i8. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is an amazing wordsmith, and so we. That, so this Brilliant. is yeah, and so we we were actually chatting this morning whilst I was on the dog walk about the merits of the i8 and why he should upgrade, and so Brilliant. from his current vehicle, and um, so uh, uh, someone, uh, one of the best front men in rock, hopefully, <laughs> I might have persuaded into it as well. But I would tell everyone if you if you can get into one because I think now they've definitely they're at the rock bottom of where they're going to be I just bust I a myth for me though yeah go on how many times have you hit your head getting in and out none really huh. none there's Good. a way I'm glad you said that because yeah, I've heard so different. many people say all you do is smash your head getting in no, and out all the time <laughs> but you know and this is the other cool thing it's like you when you open the door yeah it's got that seal you have to fashion a way of getting in yeah. but once you've got it it's fine and but you can see all the exposed it's a full carbon tub yeah it's beautiful you know mm. and that's all exposed and you, what other cars do you get that no, i think that's great you know yeah, you unless you are spending mclaren money you're not yeah and so there's there are so many amazing things about this car and i totally think it will be a future classic first yes, of all it was sure. groundbreaking yeah. and it's just great for every day i just wish i could put it away rather than use it as my every day i wish i could afford a second car but i can't well i think it's uh, it's use it man that's what yeah. it's yeah. not gonna go rusty no nope. now listen <laughs> yeah. we, exactly. we're, 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 we're basically out of time but but you mentioned scissor doors and you used the words david hasselhoff early on now the dream the combo no, the, the absolute white kuntash right on my wall and dressed as david right. hasselhoff at right, 13 man. now the now the regular listeners to this show and the be the beady eared amongst you may recall a pod which is probably going back nine or ten episodes now where john markar promised us he would text the hoff <laughs> he did didn't he made this what he yes. made this glorious I statement did, did. that oh i've got the hoff's number in my phone produces yeah. his phone oh it must be in my other phone yeah yeah. Right, and he then made a promise he would text the Hoff something ridiculous. I can't remember what the ridiculous phrase was, but he made the <laughs> promise he was going to do it. So, John, hi. What did the Hoff say? I, you know, I didn't text him. <laughs> I didn't text him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'll do it. I will. 
Well, we can actually... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play Hassle the Hole. Who have you got in it. your phone? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous game to play. Actually, I think Rick comfortably wins. You know, I'm sure no, Rick no, will no, win that competition. No, no definitely not. Yeah, no, Rick, Rick wins. <laughs> I live in Nottingham. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Rick, look, it's been a joy, man. I said at the start it was going to be my favourite. It is. Thank you, guys. You, it's been it's wicked. It's just an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for your company. I'm going to watch you cruise off Hoffesk into the night and just think... Silently. <laughs> silently. And, I, you know, I still want to be you. I think you're brilliant. That's <laughs> ridiculous, but thank you. Thanks for coming in, man. Um, you've been Love listening your... to the Driven Chat podcast. Uh, that was the amazing Rick Parfit Jr. What a joy. Uh, John, Amy and I, well, we plan to be back next week, don't we, guys? We'll be here. More miscellaneous automotive waffling from us. <laughs> uh, if you haven't checked out our back catalogue, we've got a few shows now, haven't we, John? We have. We've got a fair few. Gosh, who who can you who have you missed if you've tuned in just for Rick? I'm sure you have. <laughs> um, well, no. yeah, we've got Al Clark, film director. We've got Phil McGovern, owner of Caffeine Machine. We've got Mike Brewer. Gosh, we've got two Mike Brewers, in fact. Um, James May. James May. Charlie Borman. Charlie Borman. Mm-hmm. Good Gosh. people. Good Big people. names. Big and, names. And everyone else that's on that we haven't just mentioned as well. <laughs> who are awesome. Very lovely people. Who are, who are all, all of great. you are brilliant. <laughs> and really special. We also have uh, a sister podcast called The Driven Celebrities Podcast. And that's if you like your celebrity fix. Uh, it's just me chatting to uh, various different famous faces, but they're really quite rewarding chats. It's not your sort of vacuous, so I've got something to sell. It's actually a, a little bit more considered than that. And um, we've been very lucky to have some really major names chatting very candidly. So if you fancy see something else this week um, then give the driven celebrities podcast a try as well for now though tell your friends like subscribe share and don't leave a bad review because they <laughs> very nice not very nice <laughs> very nice we'll see you next week love you bye the driven chat podcast in association with paramex digital you dream it we bring it to life find out more at drivenchat.com